Hello. Okay, go. Hello. Come on now. I was just trying to dog manage. Oh, yeah, this might be a doomed setup. There's a dog on us, and there's Charlie. My dog, my daughter's fine. Your son is often the problem. Do not talk about my son that way. <laughs> okay. Anybody listening, go on YouTube and watch the video. It's. Well, if people don't like what we're talking about, at least the dogs kind of add an element to it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's fine. So, this is, um, last week we did the cynic, the cheerleader, and the coach, Mm -hmm. and that was a bit concept heavy. Yeah. Hopefully people were able to, you know, find something in their life that they could apply that. The purpose of all of this is to raise self-awareness, to make informed and purposeful actions in line with how people want to live in yeah. a fully engaged life. And so that's kind of, that's the intent behind it all. <clears throat> and then when it, when we look at what the execution, the individual execution of like, of that looks like across from person to person, it's obviously going to yeah. hopefully mean something different to everybody. So I think today we found, yeah. we thought we'd do something a little more conversational. Yeah. I yeah. think it can be a little much of every week is like this new concept and that can be heavy. Yeah. So. And that's the thing. We don't want to just pump out this concept, that concept, because mm-hmm. then it just turns into anybody familiar with like the hoarder thing, right? Yeah. Like then Latching it just turns into to... that. And the volume of information out there is already overwhelming, you know, like, and I'm looking at all the books and stuff and we're, and I've said this, we've said this a bunch before, but like, you know, there's, it's not for a lack of information, you know, it's often a, an overload of information and um that's not something that we certainly want to add to because it just um, becomes noise it becomes noise and frankly in my opinion my observation my judgment whatever you want to label it as um it's a insatiable um thirst for attention Mm -hmm. and i think that's prevalent among people putting out quote unquote content where it's attention and it's attention. And, you know, we really would love to be gifted your attention, but we're not really looking at what we can receive rather what we can provide and what we want to provide is value. And so that's kind of, yeah, all of that. So nonetheless, today will be a bit more conversational, although the intent is to have it be very, um, yeah, informative and educational and applicable. Yeah, to... still still valuable and applicable. Yeah, that's always going to be the, the tenant. So do you want to kind of... Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting you <clears throat> mentioned all the information and the books and stuff and <clears throat> because I think that's kind of a segue. I mean, it is not for lack of... I think where we are going with today's podcast is just... Um, not the tendency for people um, to see fitness and personal growth and all those things as just like this very, uh, a, a word that you've used is like myopic or condensed or watered down thing. And often then the problem with that is they might not make progress. I mean, we can speak for ourselves and wonder like, but I don't get it. I'm I'm doing all the things, I'm doing all the pieces, I'm reading all the books and like just, you know, what's missing is putting all the pieces together, understanding that it's complex and it's a bigger system than maybe uh, we're sold or what we think or all of that. So I guess that's kind of a big topic and we've talked about it as it relates to fitness before, like, you know, taking into account the nervous system and things like that, but... um, I think making the connection to like that it's just, you know, we talked about it with like the skeletal system. You can't just say your musculoskeletal system is separate from your nervous system. It's separate from like 
okay, fat burning is separate from your brain. Like, I think the piece that has been missing and all the information and all the content, the books and what people aren't putting together is like, it's so much more complex than that. And as a tool to help people and understanding, like personally, I could say, well, I don't get it. I like changed my programming. I'm doing this and this and this. I'm eating this and this and this. Why aren't I getting leaner? And it's like, well, because there's all these other things that are happening. You went to a seminar this weekend, talked about the lymphatic system. Yeah. Like that's a whole other thing. It's like, it's just not this, um, it's just not that simple. And that's not to scare people or overwhelm people. Well, the body is not simple. And right. if we think that it is, then we're just... Misleading ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're Setting just uninformed. And, and that's fine. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the... The challenge, too, is I think with, as it relates to like, okay, we'll just take leanness, for example, that's what you see. Mm-hmm. And so we're a very visually driven yeah. culture and society. And there's, there are, what you see can be incredibly misleading for how you interpret and how it influences and drives your behavior. Yes. And that's something that I think with, Charlie, you kill anybody. That's something with with fitness too it's like we what was so refreshing about crossfit was that it was not just what you see Mm -hmm. it flipped the whole aesthetic mostly with women on its head and it was like wow this is beautiful in the form of being and um capability right what you could do no mirrors it was about performance like what, what you're capable of yeah and that's also not to boop to boohoo aesthetics because let's be honest like i also go to the gym and i also eat healthy and i train i do all that because i would like to look good because that is part because also too yeah like that feeds into how you experience life right so but to your point of that being misleading so like you saying that that what you see driving behavior or not taking into account what's happening. Like we are a very, um, and I don't know what the right word is, but like face value or one dimensional, like we can all get stuck in that a little bit, like in terms of what it looks like and wanting to just, you know, okay. So with that example, I think it's good to carry that out. Like, so the leanness thing while, yeah, there's like, okay, there are, there's, exercise that's involved in there what kind you do there's food what kind your timing of your food all that stuff there's also though and this is where like the between the ears you know you talk about like your emotional state your stress level is a huge factor from a scientific body function place not just made up stuff right of how your body will actually burn fat Mm-hmm. which contributes then to leanness. Mm-hmm. How all the, that stuff happens and behavior will impact how the food gets processed and yeah. how fat storage happens. You know, how, So all these systems are not operating in isolation, yet no. I think it's very tempting for us all, and myself included, to want it to just be such a objective thing. And like, I don't want to think about how my stress level like right. contributes to, is contributing. Like, who cares? <clears throat> Stop talking about that. That has nothing to do with this. This is just about my fitness and my leanness. It's like, well, it, it, that's just not a fact. Yeah. And <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, Jesus, there's a lot in that. Um, if you, so when we were talking to somebody about this this morning about being starved and I was saying like I was in a month long systematic and professional starvation um, course, basically survival training, seer school. And I forget how long I went without eating. And over the course of the month, your food gets cut Mm -hmm. down and down and down. And we were talking about signals when it's like, "I'm, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And one of the biggest things that I've been, you know, saying for a fucking long time now is how do you feel? And that's not like happy, sad, thumbs up, thumbs down. But no, truly, what is the physical sensations you feel within your body? Now what's coming to the surface is this term interoception. Mm -hmm. Which 
I was reading last night in that book, Greek for fe- like what it, like feeling inside. Yeah. So the guy back in um, early 1900s, I forget his name, but basically he was talking about, okay, there's the feeling from inside, the sensations from inside that communicate to your brain. And then there's feelings from outside. Mm-hmm. So like skin, visual, okay. that kind of stuff. And that was exteroception. Right. Dr. Bud Craig comes along and just doesn't understand some things. Mm-hmm. And he's a neuroscientist and just brilliant, brilliant guy. And he digs in even deeper. So he digs in, digs in even deeper to um, essentially how do these senses drive the autonomic nervous system? And there's two pathways and there's two types of two different sizes of nerve cells that uh, communicate to your brain. So if the autonomic nervous system, the thing responsible for balance, homeostasis, all of that, like what's communicating to that? Mm -hmm. Don't tell because it was initially it was like, okay, well, the autonomic nervous system just is responsible for homeostasis and all your levels and balance. And he's like, so that would be a action oriented, you know, to your body type thing. And, um, what he discovered and found out was basically like, no, there's all this shit communicating to it. Okay. What the state of your body is. So interoception truly is. So like your these, stomach communicating to yeah. your brain. I'm yeah. hungry. The feeling in your stomach is well, communicating. The sensation, the physical sensation. Of like empty, tingling Of your viscera mm-hmm. and of types of nerve fiber cells underneath your skin mm-hmm. communicating to your brain, the overall state of your body, of your system. Okay. It's not just, oh, the stomach is telling me this. That's sure. it. Like I'm it's everything to... at every moment is communicating to you a physical sensation. You're not real. You're not controlling that mm-hmm. to, to an extent. Like that's you not, you're not you really going like, to control think that. like, um, stop feeling that. No. Or so stop if it's like, that. hey, just, yeah, just think, concern yourself about something else. It's like, no. Anyway, it's just automatic. So, so one of the biggest things is like, well, how do you feel? Connecting to what is the physical sensation mm-hmm. within you? Looking at like physical sensation and body part. <clears throat> and then you can then look at, okay, how is that influencing a behavior mm-hmm. that I am going, that I associate with this sensation? Okay. That is interoceptive awareness right. in a nutshell. Now it is incredibly much more it is much much more complex and and deep and all of that but in a nutshell that's what we're looking at and you're saying that to say we're talking about interoception to go back and connect it to what we're talking about that like that impacts yeah so here's a perfect example like how we cannot just discount that system that system is when we're talking about these surface type things that we want, that is a system that like we have to account for. It's basically what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. And, and be in tune with. So yeah. your example is. Yeah. So so an example would be, um, let's just take for example, anger. Okay. All right. Somebody. Have you ever been angry? Um. Can't recall. <laughs> Generally, anger. Um, we'll say it's projected outward into others, but there's usually something within yourself. That's a whole different can of worms we won't open up. Um, somebody cuts you off in traffic. Somebody does something to you. External. Right? Yep. Yeah, external, because that's generally what yeah. we're uh, often. Uh, you get angry. You get angry and you react. Now, there is a series of events that occur before your reaction, be mm-hmm. that flip them off. Let's be honest. Most people aren't fucking doing that. Most Mm -hmm. people are just going to conjure up this story in their mind and and visualize it, but not actually like confront the person. So there's this, there's this thing that happens. So let's just say the action in this point, somebody cuts you off and the action is you curse at them or you yell or you scream or whatever. What happened between them cutting you off Mm -hmm. and you punching your steering wheel and cursing at them? There is a very fast series of series of things that occurred, but we can intercept them. This is that's like not an interoception term. We can intercept them if we can if we can 
have our raise our interceptive awareness like connect to, to like, connect to what the fuck is going on like what am i feeling in my body right. what am i feeling so and, everybody knows that scenario like i can imagine i would feel like for me like a pit in my stomach tingling down my legs like yeah. blood rush down my yeah. legs cheeks are probably gonna get right red, so that flush, so, heart rate so up. being like okay asking myself okay i'm feeling this i'm feeling my stomach i'm feeling my legs yeah to then kind of stop the behavior that versus right. just going right through right right yes and so someone and cuts you off that? someone cuts you off mm-hmm. you're programmed mm-hmm. to to most most like most people right they're gonna have this that's a threat mm-hmm. threats are communicated to our brain extremely fast mm-hmm. because we need to understand or we need to re- we react. Need to react we need to react yeah. fast fast yeah. because it's like this body needs mm-hmm. to survive that and is that's evolution the, right that's the that reptilian you, that's like, every, that's yeah, wired yeah that's us. wired right so the thing is is that it's not interested in being accurate mm-hmm. and so uh, i dove into this in the in the between your seminar but like let's just say hey threat incoming threat we need to re- we need mm-hmm. to react mm-hmm. so your reaction is going to be uh based upon this threat now there is the ability to also respond now responding is having an action that takes into account what's happening mm-hmm. and is appropriate and in line with essentially like mm-hmm. how you want to then be that's a response and you see it all the time if you were to just consider this like okay do i react or do i respond responding is considering what is happening actually like mm-hmm. like what it is and reacting is just like that reflex right right so someone cuts you off. You understand that, like, like I'm, like you, you feel this sensation. You have mm-hmm. this feeling. A feeling is one of the greatest phenomenons in the world because it's yours. Mm-hmm. Like we don't feel the same thing the same way, right. even though there might be commonalities. Somebody cuts you off. You have this f- urge. Mm-hmm. Now, the re- ability to connect to what you're feeling, where mm-hmm. you're feeling it. So rush of, you know, adrenaline down the legs, Mm -hmm. stomach is tingling, jaw is clenched, face is flush, heart rate is going up, you're breathing a bit shallow. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's like classic stress response. By connecting to the feeling at the body in within the body and understanding that and being curious with how is that going to impact and drive a a behavior that's then where you can come online and say like, all right, yeah, I am having this really overreactive or this stress response or this anger and that's going to mm-hmm. like, that's going to drive me. Now, if you're not aware of it and if you, then you skip over that entire mm-hmm. thing. Right. And then you react. Right. So I guess all that, that is a example of in a two things. One you can apply that to like a lot of things. Of course. <laughs> Everything. Everything. So, you know, that could be how you approach anything, really. Yeah, it's how you... Right, it's, but it's, 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 it's so that you can start to really connect to like what's driving the behavior. You can and, start and to have some awareness of like, okay, am I, do, am I, am I just doing this because it's reactive? Or like, how am I feeling and how is that contributing now to like where my behavior is going but i think the other thing about that is also it's a mechanism to help um not de-stress but like diffuse all those things that keep like happen like if you yeah so if if like you had 10 of those incidences in a day yeah someone cut you off and there was this and there's that those kinds of things and you're just reactive 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 that is escalating your stress, your yeah. cortisol, like all yeah. these things are yeah. happening in your body as a result. Not to bring it back to this, but like for people that are listening, like, okay, so what about my freaking fitness and leanness? Like, mm-hmm. right, that stress response in your body, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. But like you could be, and we were talking about this this morning also, you could be doing all the, the right workouts, all the right eating, but if you are in that stressed state, it is going 
to if your cortisol is up and all that stuff and your adrenal glands are taxed like that's going to keep you from whatever that goal is of like getting fitter losing weight being yeah. leaner so yes that said the the hippy dippy shit like ah, i don't need that stuff well yes you do yeah you do because yes whether you like it or not or you it's not really a choice that you can't you can't control that like you getting stressed elevates your cortisol what you can control is if you are going to allow yourself to get stressed and doing that in the interception and like recognizing, okay, where am I at? What am I feeling? Connecting to that. That is a method of like stress reduction, the nasal breathing. And that's where then you can look at these tactics and strategies Mm -hmm. and now they have a fighting chance, but without the awareness, interceptive awareness and Mm self-awareness also uh, awareness of just like how, how you operate in the in the situations that you get mm-hmm. yourself in and again there's this whole other element of you finding things that you yeah don't even know you're looking for but like then you give the tools a fighting chance mm-hmm. yeah but without the awareness it doesn't happen there's also the element of and you said like you know that how things are driven so that is in my opinion like what it comes down to fitness. So it's like, well, what about my, you know, what about my fitness? Okay. So the whole element, the whole thing about fitness is if, if we were to and talk about this, but like, if we were to say, Hey, what is fitness to you? And I've said mm-hmm. it on purpose, like about eight times now. So I've planted the thought that when I said fitness the first time you thought of the gym, mm-hmm. I know that for a fact, you thought of the gym, you did not think of Darwin Right, and of fitness being most people think of exercise right exercise where they go to, yes. to work out so you didn't even but the thing is too is like in the in you as the listener didn't know that i was controlling your mind this is where it's going to get crazy i'm just i'm just going to say this i said fitness you heard it you thought without actually controlling your thought the gym working out maybe a run maybe climbing a mountain mm-hmm. whatever some sort of physical component was mm-hmm so when you tell me, yeah, no, my mind is more powerful than what your 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 uh, your input of sensory information, I can outthink myself. I can control my thoughts, not like that. Mm-hmm. So the reason I then bring that up is because <clears throat> if we think about fitness, we usually, myself included, default to physical fitness. Mm-hmm. It only makes sense. How do we improve physical fitness? There's the billion dollar industry question. Mm -hmm. Well, insert whatever, you know, kind of program that you think is best. That's how you're going to improve your fitness. Like I said, like somebody climbing mountains, they're going to improve their fitness in a different way than somebody competing in CrossFit, Mm -hmm. training for another, whatever. So we have a pretty good idea about what fitness is and how to improve it Mm -hmm. and it largely focuses within the environment of physical now if we were to say how about mental and emotional fitness it's probably going to stump stump people possibly meditation maybe a psychologist maybe some sort of alternate form of medicine okay like but what is it then and it becomes this giant question mark Mm -hmm. right but interception as well as the other systems of the body, the the lymphatic system, the nervous system, all this stuff, tell us that there's a physical component, but there's also these other components that that influence the brain. That you can't like that you can't like cut open your arm and like like you're not cutting open your arm and we can say like there's blood. Right. These systems, the nervous system, Mm -hmm. you can't see it. You I can, mean, okay, you, there are some, I'm saying like the lymphatic system, you have your lymph, you, like, but I'm saying some of the sensory, the stuff that's happening, yeah. the transmission, yeah. it's, it's not a blood cell that's flowing up to your brain. It, it's, it's, where does it exist? But what it's, very, so I'm, I'm saying like all the, <clears throat> like, sure, the interception is like those sensations, those viscera, all those things that are happening. Yeah. But the actual, like, some of these, um, like, the stress response or, like, what happens 
what's happening like when that person cut you off the fact that you had that response right that's not because like ancient times of like humans and from darwin like we know cars cut people off and like that's a made-up response that like that pissed me off Uh that provided a reaction and my point in this is like some of this stuff because i do think it's like because of the categorization of like well mental and emotional fitness who fucking cares like whatever that's just bullshit but to your point no these are systems of the body they're not all things that can be like looked at under a microscope no i mean the the structures are there so the nerve cells are there like the The, vagus nerve is a nerve the vagus nerve is there the spinal column and how it goes and i was we were talking about this like your emotional response, so somebody cutting you off in traffic, travels to your brain. You see it, and it, it travels to your mm-hmm. brain. Emotional things travel to your brain way faster than rational thought. Right, and that's what I'm saying is thoughts and emotions are not things that you can examine under a microscope. No, no, you can do functional MRIs and see like on the right, brain. where the brain lights but, up. But, but right, so but, All like I'm during your day. these things are very much real and that's where i think people get lost and like it it sounds so uh, new age and like mm, yeah but that's the funny thing it's It's not but it's right you know the other thing that's amazing about that is okay so we'll go we'll we'll just dig down a little deeper story matters context matters somebody cuts you off on a highway where there's virtually no traffic you're gonna be like what the fuck is this person's deal Mm -hmm. you drive into the city manhattan Right, and a taxi cuts you off. It's just like, you're not having that do. response. So how is that possible mm-hmm. in a way higher stress mm-hmm. place? Because it's the expectation and that sure. difference of what you expect. And that's not and, what we do. Right. We don't do that on 95 mm-hmm. going 87 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. We don't cut people off. Right. Yet in the city, it's like, woo, Wild West, right. cut everyone off. That dude on the bike, right. whatever. If he gets clipped, it's his problem. So it's like, so so context then matters. Mm-hmm. Environment matters. Mm-hmm. So what the hell does this have to do with getting lean? Okay, so all of this stuff happening is stored in your body. And all of that stuff then has an influence on your thinking, mm-hmm. on your emotions. Likewise, your emotions have a, have a um, an influence on your musculature. And so we're in, we're 20 miles outside New York City right now. We'll just say the center of, you know, the West, Mm -hmm. if you will. The further East you go, the more they're talking about it. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you look at the, the key channels and what organs are kind of, what organs present themselves in different musculature. Mm -hmm. So like, for example... And this is one of the things that uh, Dr. Nicholson talks a lot about is like, you know, the spleen. In Chinese medicine, if you have a muscular problem, they're going to look at your spleen. They're going to look to kind of clear that stuff out. Now, when you look at what the spleen actually does in terms of removing toxins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really important. But here it's like, fuck it. We can survive without it. Don't matter. Chop it. And it's like, what? You know, right. like it's that, that hardware software it's just like thing. saying, it's like, yeah, it's just, and it's like saying made up of pieces and parts and they're exactly. not related to the software. And it's like, but and it's also are. like saying you think you're different. Did you custom build like you're not a car. You're not a Tesla where you mm-hmm. custom built everything. Right. You, you, sorry, you didn't get that. And the other thing is, how are your parents? How was your parents health? You don't think you in, um, inherited that? Yeah. So the amazing thing about leanness as well as when looking at the lymphatic system is that the fat covers toxins. The lymph system is designed to basically flush toxins out of your body. You're having all of these metabolic wastes, these parasites, all of this stuff, right? Like you're inherently, there's toxicity within you. The lymph system clears your shit out, mm-hmm. essentially, okay? It's easy to get blockages. It's easy to have a lot of waste within so you need to clear that. Now, fat and inflammation within there covers toxins. So if you're just trying to target the fat, if you're just trying to target a you know, specific kind of musculature, sort of aesthetically driven thing, and you're not considering 
how toxic your body is and how you're cleaning it out, either via nervous system stuff, vagal nerve stuff, as well as manual lymphatic draining. Mm-hmm. How are you going to... You're not going to clear the fat. fat. Yeah. Once you clear the that, then the fat will sometimes dissipate. Now, is it absolute? And is it saying that the 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 answer to leanness and losing fat is is lymphatic draining? No. Obviously, there's the exercise component and whatever. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's the word, the absolute. It's like, that's, I think, if one thing we try to, we're trying to at least establish is like, there just aren't any, there's not a lot of absolutes. I mean, there are absolutes in how the body works, but because there's so many systems, it, it would be remiss of us to say like, here's an absolute about how to eat. Here's an absolute right. about how to work out because right. that misses the mark. And so the complete way of fitness is those three pieces the physical the mental emotional and that's something obviously you you define that you talk about that at the between the ears seminar and it's um yeah it is really eye-opening yeah and i think but i think what's just to what's really valuable is how you tie it back to like the actual brain like when looking at like which parts of the brain are responsible for what and which talk to each other. Like that mm-hmm. was really, really fascinating. And last night, you know, to go all the way back to what you were talking about with the books at the beginning of this, you know, it can be a lot of just like knowledge coming in and like, okay, you're just reading all these books and gathering information. But I would say that, you know, from your perspective, like very few people, and that is something you did is, looked at all these books and took all this information and then put it all together in a piece. And so that's what is really fascinating when, you know, the average person isn't doing that. But when you do that and you start to put all the puzzle pieces together, then you can start to make sense of like, okay. Right. That's also, that's my job. That's my calling. That's what I do. That's how I want to serve. I also though will say I I see past behaviors for what they were now. For example, uh, I'll just take soccer, for example, because I don't want to sometimes, I don't want to do all the military stuff. But there is a time where I just physically, it was was at the end of the season, had a back injury during it. Uh, There was another sort of social element that I wasn't happy about. Played in a game, didn't really play all that well. Mm -hmm. Played actually pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Um. A social element? A social element, That yeah. sounds intriguing. Is it a girlfriend? <laughs> Did you have a girlfriend? Girlfriend? Come on now. Okay. Um, social element, go on. There was just... The, the, the environment badly. under which I was in was was stress. I was not mm-hmm. I was not content. I was not happy with it. Uh, and I had a physical thing going on. Yeah. This kid did something, actually slapped me in the nuts mm-hmm. on a corner kick. So it's in a congested area in the box. Uh, it kind of gives me like a little nut tap and I snap. I lost it. And I smoked him in the face. Just caught him with a right a right hook. Fucked him up. Mm-hmm. Like I broke his eye socket, broke his nose, bleeding, probably through a TBI. Legal in him. Soccer? Definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. Like I should have been I should have Red card. Well, at a minimum red card. They didn't see it. So corner kick goes, we go running back to the midfield. And where he's like all fucking, he's just bloody. He's like a madman now. Comes running out. And I'm like, that's right, motherfucker. Watch the language. Yeah. So, and I know what he's going to do. He's going to just take a wild haymaker swing. Mm-hmm. And he does that. And I just duck and I laugh at him. And I'm like, look at that. Like, you can't. Like, you just, and you know, it's, it's all of that. And then yeah, they, the yeah. rest come and people are freaking out. I don't, no one saw it. I didn't happen. I'm like, hey, Your this, this guy's there, though, right? Oh, weren't they ever? So my, I was a freshman. This was a freshman. I was gonna go home that weekend uh, to see my girlfriend. And you were having some issues with it. Sounds like no. It was that was the the social element was different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) Go on. God. Anyway, my parents were like. All right. Or I was like, hey, I'm just going to drop, like, get my stuff and I'll just come. And they're like, where do you think you're going? I was like, oh, I was going to come home. Can you get... And I didn't have a car. Like, can you drive me home? They're like, absolutely not. Like, you think, like, we saw what you did. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, 
how you operated out there and what you did, like you could have actually killed that kid. And that's completely unacceptable and all this stuff. And I was just like, no, like get the fuck out of the car. Like we're not, we're not doing this this weekend. And I remember that. I remember that vividly. I was like, man, that's awful. What does this have to do with this discussion right now? Had I known the environment internally Hmm. and externally, right, both in which I was operating, I would have had a better control of my responses. Because you would have been able to intercept them a little bit. I would have been able to understand what I'm dealing with. Yes. And so when we look at that, that's an extreme example where physical anger, I punched that kid for every, for way more than just getting slapped Mm -hmm. in the nuts. That happens honestly all the time. I crushed that kid for way more than that. Mm -hmm. Which is arguably what happens with most people when they so do, stub their one toe it, and they start crying or someone yells at you they get the wrong drink at starbucks and everything so wouldn't it matter to right. know how our internal and external environment our feelings and sensations can have a significant possibly life-changing mm-hmm. good or bad influence on how we act yeah i think that's really important to know yeah and i am and i say that story trust me there's a lot of other stories and mm-hmm. stuff that i have that i am not proud of that story mm-hmm. i'm embarrassed in fact in fact because i always viewed my i read zen books ever since i was i could read but that's exactly and that the was point. a and that was like you are not a samurai yeah. that was always the biggest thing like to become a samurai to become a ninja like that is there's this extreme mastery over yourself your mindset mm-hmm. your and your physicality and that was 100 percent amateur and like nope you're out but that's kind of the point. You may have read a lot of Zen books, but without the tool to understand how to right. become a master of that, how to, right. right? And so, and that's kind of what we were talking about this morning and prep for the podcast. Like, it's not a judgment on people; it's understanding how frustrating it can be for people who are trying to do the work. Yes. But just not getting the full picture. You know, like yeah. you've often said, like you're looking at you know, something through a straw and then you're stepping back and you're realizing, oh, it's like a huge painting. So, you know, being able to put those pieces together for them because yeah, it is ext- I'm extremely frustrating to be like, I'm doing the meditation, I'm reading the books, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my physical workout in, I'm whatever. And then like, I'm feeling super stressed out and yeah, I snapped at the lady at Starbucks or my kid or whatever, like what the hell, like why is this yeah. not working? Yep. And then that escalates your stress, which, yeah. you know, cycles it. So yeah. I think that's, so some of the tools, and I think there's a lot of what's, what is, instead of feeling like, well, ugh, great, like it's so complex that why even bother? I think it's more of a positive thing to say, like, there are so many ways to approach it yeah, and so many tools and it, not, it doesn't really matter like where you start, but it doesn't, there's a lot of ways to start. You went to that seminar this weekend, and one of the things that you said was like the vagus nerve and the lymphatic system are like huge for at the top of the list for like health. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so when they did those assessments for the lymphatic system, you did very well, meaning like you didn't have a lot of areas of like no. problem. Right. Which, which, which surprised which, you because right. it's like. Which is also a problem. I'll just say what that is. So. Yeah. It's a physical assessment. So there was people, I had a 300 pound Viking looking dude Mm -hmm. who looked like an offensive lineman for the Jets, Mm -hmm. like just a beast. I had him taking his fingers and jamming them into my body. But maybe he had small fingers. Insensitive, didn't have small fingers. Insensitive areas. So like the belly button, you know, my belly button, how I'm like, like if you try to touch him, like I will take your arm off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Treat me like that soccer kid. Well, be careful now. <laughs> yes. So, so, so it was like all of these things. So like he was like, yeah, I pressed, he pressed down and got to my spine. Right. The point is uh, a lot of back. people had like, yes, those were areas like signaling that there's some blockage, there's something going on. Something there. going on. Your lymph nodes, right. There's a right. blockage or something. And so for you, you didn't have a lot of those areas that were flat, red flags. And I was stunned. Right. Because I've got some shit. got some stuff going on. But one of the things that um, Perry, the guy doing the seminar, was explaining, because probably you've done so much work on the nervous system, on the vagus nerve, like working on... And mindset, like the way I define mindset, 100%. Eliminating the toxins that aren't just about um, 
the food you eat. I mean, although that is something you've yeah, worked huge. on too, yeah. like your stress, those are all things you've done that then have helped contribute to your lymphatic system. So it's right. not like you have to now, people have to be like, oh my God, now there's so much. Cause I think that can be really overwhelming, but it's like, start with something. So that's why those things like nasal breathing, while it might seem like, what the hell is the point of that? Like, I don't, I don't care about being less stressed. It's like, right. But it's as that has such a bigger impact. So like maybe yeah. it is starting with that. Maybe it is starting with, um, interception, like stopping and being like, okay, I'm going to focus on, and I know you do this with a lot of your clients. Like, okay, the assignment is to like really connect to that feeling. I've been doing that a lot lately and it's been pretty eye opening. Like, and as it relates to things as, you know, tangible as like food. Yeah. I mean, that's such a huge one. I mean, it's a huge epidemic problem in Mm -hmm. our world. That's, but to be able to connect to like the feeling, because we know that behavior is such a driver in like the food choices we make. So being able to stop and be like, okay, what am I feeling? And yes, is that hunger? Is it just that I'm like really depressed? Is that making that, as you said, interception to drive your behaviors? Those are all huge things that you can pick any one of them and they will start to like impact other things. Yeah. And there's other things, for example, like that's why the journaling also I'm such an advocate of because it's not just about writing shit down. Mm -hmm. Just like, it's not like about just checking the box, doing workouts. It's not just about doing 20 flexions. There's a lot more to journaling than just inking paper. Right. There's, if you want to get crazy into it, there's the homunculus element, which is essentially where in your brain, your body connects to. Right. And when you grab, and the, if you look at the picture of the homunculus for a human being, the hands are giant. Google it. It's a fascinating Relative picture. Relative to like, so the, so the homunculus, it's like the foot gets a small part, the knee gets a small part, the head, but you're saying the hands relative to all the other parts relative of the body. To the he- relative to the rest of the body, the hands are, 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 right. are big. And okay. I forget the order and the hierarchy yeah, of which is which, to, but the hands are the biggest yeah. part essentially. So when you're writing and so holding you're writing, a pen. You're activating nerve cells in your hand that, connect directly to the brain Mm -hmm. so there's something there right now you're looking at focusing there's an accuracy element a tactile element Mm -hmm. that you need to have when you write thumbing onto the keyboard doesn't have that element so here we go you're activating something the thumb as it relates to the hand the thumb is has the most cells than others so and everybody that writes unless you're an ape right. writes with their thumb. You don't type with your thumb. You don't type with your thumb. <clears throat> now, you also, like, just patting it on the phone doesn't work. Anyway, so that connection, you're activating also muscles in your hand. Mm-hmm. You're using your body. You are moving. You're having some sort of movement. Right. Movement is how the body, like, lives. Yeah, right. Without it, it dies. There's, so then there's, so that's like the physical element, Right. There's also then the environmental element of, or we'll just say the, the mental element of having to pause to process your thoughts or just hearing what you're thinking and transcribing them. So boom, there's the connection between physical and mental now. Now we're going to go into the emotional part. Pausing, which is huge, the value of the pause, as well as being able to connect to an emotion. Mm-hmm. By doing that, you you are one step away from connecting to a physical sensation mm-hmm. that actually is the essence of the emotion. Right. Because the emotional label... Right, we just named it. ...is just naming it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. Like pain, uh, we'll just say depression or anxiety or... Uh, well, I don't want to... Everyone keeps using those. So we'll just say... Um, joy. Joy, nervousness, shame. What are some other emotions we get in there? Anger, resentment... Well, oh, here's a great one. Regret. Mm-hmm. That physical sensation mm-hmm. is not inherently regret. You make it regret. So we can start to, with raising our awareness, you're one step away from really just when you see this stuff, 
it completely changes this stuff. Yeah. When you see fear, it changes how you look at fear. When you see death, it changes your relationship with depth. That's the value of awareness. So anyway, the journaling, the process, the environment, the and how you do it has a life-changing impact. Now, is it going to be the first time? Absolutely not. Right. Is going to be the is going to be every single time? Absolutely not. But if that is part of your life, part of your work. Sure. Yes, the other thing that I've like been saying for so long is effective journaling is cathartic. It is a cleansing element. Mm-hmm. The fucking lymph system, the lymphatic system cleans your body. One of the things it does. Yeah. We need that. I'll be the first to admit there's some toxicity within me that I would like to clear. And am I perfect? 100%? Absolutely not. The fact that the guy was digging in, I was like, wow, man, I'm really surprised. There's really not much going on here. That doesn't mean I don't have any work to do. Mm-hmm. It's just that right now, yeah, like there's like the limb system is pretty good. Like I'm doing all right there. And there's obviously improvements to continue to make. Right. So that element of, of journaling, why it matters and why it's a critical part of between the ears is because it truly is a physical, mental, and emotional fitness exercise. Now, if you're like, oh, physical fitness, I'm not going to, oh, yeah, where's my abs going to come from journaling? Like, fuck off. Like, honestly, you know, I don't want to hear that type of stuff. And you're kind of giving me the eyes right now. But I I don't think anybody that would say that, they're obviously... I get it. But I just also want to say, like, the the point is because that physical fitness is way more than just... Yes, whatever that thing and is. Running and so, yes, that's that's part of it. Now, I think if we look at the word fitness and try to expand upon it, mm-hmm. and we can't agree, the the uh, the irony of this entire thing is that we can't agree from a physical fitness standpoint. There's not one definition no. of if there was one way of everybody getting fit that was what made everybody happy, healthy, but 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 everybody would be doing it. There isn't. There's uh, there's a wide spectrum of things. So yeah, and I think CrossFit did a good job of defining how CrossFit defines fitness yeah. for CrossFit. And right. you're absolutely right. If you're going to play the CrossFit game, you better be CrossFit fit. Mm-hmm. But what about other people? Mm-hmm. Like there are some phenomenal athletes that would get that get blown out of the water from CrossFit. Right. Well, right, well, they're because they're not fit for CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. So I think if we zoom out a little bit and look at fitness as a whole, mm-hmm. it's a supporting action and a mechanism. It's a supporting element. And a mechanism of action for a specific intent. And then so that, it's not to say it's just for one thing or the other, but it's a supporting element for an intent. So for example, fitness from a Darwinian standpoint is an organism's ability to To survive and reproduce. Survive is the mechanism of action for the intent of reproducing. Okay, so what would like my definition of fitness it would be because well, i can't answer that i mean for like most people need to answer that question yeah and say like okay because then that helps them understand well if i want to feel good and i want to look good and there might be some things that then don't really align with that intent right and so making those decisions and that kind of helps and like and the feeling good well if i want to feel good and look good and there are these other pieces to it that are important in my stress and those then all have a role. If my intent is just to like be, and we keep using the games athletes, but like an athlete, and that's one of the reasons why we talk about the word athlete being a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. They're probably not looking to feel good. They're looking to win. The intent ex- is to win. Right. Or excel right. at a certain sport. Right. So the things that they're going to do, like their stress level might be really freaking high. Probably is. It probably is. And to the degree of just mitigating injury, like that's how they're managing their stress for their intent. For mm-hmm. me, I want to be less stressed so I can look good, feel good. and. So uh, I would start with this. So f- for somebody thinking like, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll play your game a little bit. And you're looking to look at a fitness for yourself. Mm-hmm. What does K, K Animal Fitness look like? I would first ask you, if you were my client, the first thing I would ask you is how do you want to feel? How do you want to be? Are you charging me for this? Yes. I want to look good and feel good. Okay. How do you want to feel? How do you want to be? I want to feel 
I mean, in relative to like, just feel good. I'm asking you, how do you want to be? How do you want to actually live your life? I feel, I want to feel like I can go run if I want to be, be mobile, be capable. So freedom. So you want to feel free. Capable. I want to feel capable. Okay. You want to feel capable. What makes Mm -hmm. you feel capable? Being strong, being fast, being, having mobility, having, not being in pain. Okay. You know. So if you think about being strong, being fast, having mobility, mm-hmm. not being pain and being capable, what does that like feel like inside? Like, like what's the emotion? What's the yeah, thing um, that comes um, to mind? Energy, energy, like high energy, um, joy. Okay. Um, confidence. Okay. I mean, I guess the physical sensation would be. Well, you, yeah. you don't have to necessarily yeah, that, say that. We're that, just sort of, of developing those, some things. So sure. it's like, okay, so you want you want freedom and capability to be strong, fast, flexible, not pain, in pain, so that you can feel joy, confidence, etc. So you're starting to have your building blocks, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how you want to be. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you going to do? What can you do? What are you willing to do? from an action standpoint that can extract and tap into and connect to what it sounds like is, I'm just going to say like with you, personal freedom. Mm-hmm. What are yeah, the I supporting guess... elements for you to achieve personal freedom in your life? I'm not sure what supporting elements define that. Actions. What, what are the, what's the, what, what are you going to do? What are things that you would like to do or things that you're going to do? Well, to as it relates to that. fitness. That's what you asked me for. Yeah, That's what I'm we're talking about. I'm just making sure we're still talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows sometimes? Whatever. Yeah, so I think for me that means like having some I think it's a fine line of having being committed to some a plan of some sort that but also having some curiosity and having some experimentation. So not being absolute about things. So for me, when I'm thinking like having freedom, if it's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this is what you have to do. Like that doesn't feel like freedom to me. It doesn't feel like joy. Mm-hmm. Having some flexibility. Okay. Like but if you're I want to go answering swim. The question though. Okay. Now we're talking. So what are the actual things? Okay. You're going so the to actual do? things would be like, what are you working interested out? in doing? Yeah, so like what working out in a traditional gym with weights. Okay. Also doing some Metcon things. Like I do enjoy the CrossFit, style workout uh-huh. i also want to work on a specific skill like i've enjoyed swimming i really like how that feels uh-huh. when it gets nice out i enjoy going to the track right and doing a little run that would be like from that side i would also like to yes continue to do the journaling that i do after my workouts because i feel like that's really effective mm-hmm. so what we did was we looked at Really, like, how you want to be, how you want to experience life. Mm -hmm. Look at the emotions that you are essentially looking to achieve Mm -hmm. in your life. And then back up into, okay, what are we going to do to get that? But if we go the first way, I'm going to be 6% body fat. We don't necessarily get... Right. And I've been there. And you've been there. Right. And many are Without any joy. Without any joy. Yeah. So that's something that I think when you start to develop your fitness, why I say supporting element and or mechanism of action for a specific intent. The intent isn't this like concrete, specific, like I did this for that. It's not the linear thing. The intent really is how you want to be. So this is how I would describe between the years fitness. Because it, because mm-hmm. there's the, just like there's the CrossFit fitness, there's there's yoga fitness, whatever between the fitness, understanding and honoring who you are, so that you can live an authentic and fully engaged life. That's what between the ears is. Now that's something different for everybody. Yes, and it, and someone can also. I, I want to be clear that I think, like, currently my intent could be, I want to do a half Ironman. 
Yes. But I think the question behind that is like, okay, so why? Why do you want to do that fireman? How's that going to feel? Exactly. So it's just defining like, it's fine to have goals. I want to do a powerlifting meet. Great. What is it about the powerlifting feel? What does that make you feel? So to not eliminate like these maybe things that are goals or markers, that's fine. There was an exercise we did at the seminar, which is a powerful exercise um, about these types of goals. Mm -hmm. And for purposes of time, we're not going to go into it now. If if you want to go through it, like, yes, I coach people through this stuff all the time. um, So you can reach out, but it's not about the Ironman. You know, and so for you, for many, for the abs, for myself, I'll just throw myself on the chopping block now because you were kind of in the fire. You know, it was never about be- the the green beret. Mm. It was never about being an all American. It was never about like it wasn't just about that specific thing. Mm-hmm. Now, where I've mostly with the with with the military, not so much with with being an athlete, but you know where that has been challenging. Mm-hmm. is that even though rationally I may have said going in, I know that I who I am is much greater than just the color of the headgear I wear or the tab or the missions or whatever, all of that. You know, emotionally, it was, it was hard to keep that at bay because also it was amazingly important, but there was a lot more to it. I guess I'll just say that. There was a lot more to it. Um, so for me, if you look at how you want to be, Mm -hmm. let's look at some of the emotions, some of the feelings and sensations that you want to experience in life. Right. And start there, then apply creativity to how, to, to what we're going to do to get there. Yeah. So it's a combination of what and how. And I think that someone asked about like constraint versus objective discussion and I don't, not getting into all of that, but that is kind of an interesting guide towards that. Like not having it just be like, I want to be 6% body fat versus like, this is, what is you associate with that? Well, this is how I want to feel. How can we set some sort of guidelines to feel that way? Not just have it be like, whatever has to happen, I just have to get 6% body fat because yeah, you can get there and then what? Like what the hell, what was the, what does that accomplish? Yeah. Yeah, and that's a big thing. And so, you know, that book, uh, so the objectives versus constraints thing, that's something that, you know, Julian and uh, Strongfit have have put on the map and the book Why Greatness Cannot Be Planned. Everybody should, it's a great book, read it. I just do want to say, like, in my experience too, uh, with people, it's also about ambitious goals. So if you have a goal of walking the dog, Mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, I'm going to walk the dog at 1 p.m. today. Yeah, that's an objective, right? Right. It's not like a constraint would be at some point during the day, I'm going to walk the dog. Like that's not really like that's that's that. So the objectives versus constraints, um, looking so looking at and I have a phrase for this that I work with people on is NATO, not attached to the outcome. If you're so outcome oriented and if that's the only thing uh, and, and everything you do is just for this one outcome, then... You're probably in a bit more of a of an objective thing. Um, now, I think that again, there's interpretation, and there's application, and like we say quite often, there isn't just a one size fits all. And the dogma of this is the way, uh, I personally we, we don't really subscribe to. But you know, again, it's an it, it it's it's a fascinating concept to dig into and to look at. Like, okay, what are yeah, some it's guidelines? It's a helpful tool too. It's a helpful yeah. tool. Um, but, but also like, you do have to understand that as that was written, it was about ambitious goals, you know, solving, uh, curing cancer, for example, that's an ambitious goal. You you know, like you working out today, not quite as ambitious. Now the ambitious goal could perhaps be, you want to have a better relationship with your body. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. Now we're going to be a bit more creative and that's where we can get into it. All right. Uh, there was just another question too. It was about, and I don't want us to get interrupted with dog barking in a couple minutes, but it was about, you know, when someone's expectations are kind of the difference of setting them straight with what's How do you personally bring your athletes back to reality when training them? For instance, when their goals don't match their training. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's a huge thing. That's kind of all the stuff we're talking about too, is just 
how we frame. I think yeah. a great answer to that is like asking them to go through this process. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking for and what does that align? You know, someone yeah. who's training for like, you know, we have a young guy training to make the qualifier to go to the games. Um, yeah, like he needs to be aligned. That has to be an alignment. What he's doing, his training, his expectations, and that's coaching. I mean, that's part of coaching sure. is being able to work through that. I'll, Someone else yeah. who's an, a member who's got a family and a job and whatever, their goals and stuff probably shouldn't be his goals or there's going to be a disconnect. There. Yeah. And going through them, asking them, what the, what are you looking for? So they can solve their own answer their own question yeah yeah uh for sure like uh, you know that's that's a big thing uh without a doubt <clears throat> i don't know yeah i mean we can get into that more on another episode but i would say that also from my standpoint i am nobody to tell somebody they shouldn't have a goal sure i am not like like if i i know people who if i were to look at the situation would say like you've got to be kidding me I think that now, the question, though, is more like some of our stuff. Like when you see someone putting themselves maybe at risk for injury because they're maybe training five times a day. And and maybe there's, I mean, we, of course, what, miracles happen. But like, okay, is your, like having, I think the simple thing is just having a conversation with that person and saying like, I think having goals are great. Like, right. what is your goal? But that's what the thing, like that reality with? of it too. Like, like the reality, the reality is a a, sure. a whole different rabbit That's hole subjective but it's also like yeah so if this person's real if they say hey i want to go to the crossfit games let's just say or i want to become a green beret and i've had these people mm-hmm. and i've said like great now i can look at them do an assessment i can have a conversation with them mm-hmm. and i can know right away whether they have a chance or not yeah now, I'm not going to tell them, hey, buddy, you know what? Right, sure. That's not your job. That's not my job. And yeah. I'm not a dream crusher because their reality might, it might, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's about that. They, them going into the, them going well, after becoming Green Beret might very well be the carrot at the end of the stick they need to pull themselves mm-hmm. out of a crazy bad yes, environment. And so I think and that's. The, then who the fuck am I to say, no, 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 don't do that. Right. I think the interesting thing there with the coaching relationship becomes then like, okay, if that's the goal. What you've had happen is you've set up all those kinds of things. Great. This is what we're going to do. This is what it would be to train to be a Green Beret. Or, and, and then it will turn out that the person's either doing the work. Right. And they go try out. Right. Or they find out, and you've had people too in the process, be like, this yeah. isn't what I want. I've had a lot of people. So, more, I've never had somebody successfully become one. Right. So I've actually never had somebody successfully. <laughs> this is kind of like why, how much I care too. I've never actually had somebody come on as a client when they want to become a green break. And I'm not a tab protector. Uh, and I'm not saying like, no, I did it. You can't. What I'm saying is I believe in that so much that I will provide them an opportunity to actually find that answer. Yeah. And often what has happened is they're like, Hey, you know what? I thought I wanted it. Yeah. And then I realized this and it's like beautiful, but now you have your, they've come up, like I said, with that answer for themselves. Yeah. 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 All right. You're forcing us off here. You're like... Well, I, I'm i not forcing us off. I well, just want to end in a nice way more. that's not the dogs getting crazy yeah. when Marcus walks in from school and wrapping it up. But All right. Well, I think that's... It, it seems... Yeah. Hour. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think those I guess, questions tied in nicely, too, with like what we were talking yeah. about. And just... It is to your point of how you answered that on the story, like a lot of the stuff, the, the, the catch is like, it's so individual. Right. But there are, but what's beautiful about it is that there's commonalities and when sure. we start to see themes and when we start to see patterns yeah, and we start to humans. understand. Yeah. And of course how I experienced that's the, the, I love that how the feeling is a phenomenon mm-hmm. and we don't know, but we can have these kinds of conversations and that's where, you know, via between the ears, why, it works and why I think it's amazing for people is because looking at that element of fitness, that definition quite or that definition of fitness and then looking at the components physically, mentally, and emotionally mm-hmm. and digging down deeper into those and then having a working definition of that and then saying, okay, what does this mean to you? How can we extract it? And just having that be the ongoing thing rooted in self-awareness with connection to who you are. 
that's it. And so more to come. I think we could probably do another hour episode on all of that. Um, it's the first part of the between years seminar lecture. So mm-hmm. if you're in wherever and you're like, damn, this sounds good. I want to dig into it and let's talk. We can come out and yeah, you're in the working on some scheduling some. Yeah. There's a couple in the hopper. In other places. Yeah. So um, keep everybody and then, on that. you know, the practice is a practical way to have some structure and guidance with that, you know, uh, that's the point of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, and I guess I need to be a bit, I think I need to be a bit more overt mm-hmm. and not so coy. Um, you know, and so that's that, um, practice 2.0. I'm going to probably finalize that. Yeah. Once, once by, the weather is warm, once by the weather is warm. One. By April 1. Yeah. Damn. You're a slave driver. I'm a taskmaster. Yeah, you are. Um, all right. Well, if that's if that's that's all we've got today, there's way more we have, but hopefully that gets some juices flowing. Yeah. You know, and then um, any questions, anything, any whatever. If you guys like this, you know, would love to hear from you and everything like that. Uh, but until next week, we hope you enjoy. I have no idea what we're gonna call the title of this one. Maybe you can do that. You can contribute to the podcast, Animal. I don't by want the naming title. It. Well, you haven't that, done anything the- here. I'm setting it up. I'm recording it. I upload I'm it. I'm here. I'm oh, giving you my time. Thank you, and Your attention. Excellency. <laughs> Without me, it would not be as interesting. I don't know. That's well, debatable. Maybe we should go back and see what people say. Go back to solo and let the people speak. Whatever. Be prepared for what they say. What they say. Your son is okay. sniffing. Charlie's out of his mind. All right, then. We'll see you. Come on.